Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to Food and Loathing, a food-focused podcast from the orange traffic cone capital of the world, <laughs> Las Vegas, Nevada. Brought to you by a pair of always hungry local food nerds and a fast food addicted engineer. <laughs> I'm one of those nerds and one of your hosts, Al Mancini, a guy who has been reporting on the local restaurant scene since the days of fried Twinkies and 99 cent shrimp cocktails. And I'm also the creator of the Neon Feast online restaurant guide. My host, my co-host, my host, I mean, whatever, well, either yeah. way, you can be co, you can be host, you can be anything you want, you can be senior host, you can be Grand Poo by host. Oh, I like because that. Because you are so awesome, the creator, <laughs> co-enabler, creator of the Wishbone and Vine Dining Blog, and an admin of the Please Send Noodles Home Cooking Club, Samantha Gemini Stevens. Hello, hello. Hello. And our technical guru, working the board and mixing down the final product, engineer Rich Johnson, who is also with us once again today. Rich, welcome back. Mix, 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 mix. Uh, mixing, <laughs> mixing, mixing. And I have biscuits here soon with all that mixing. I hope you're hungry, oh, you actually, because yeah. um, we are coming to you once again from Dom DeMarco's Pizzeria on West Charleston Boulevard, recording on their patio. You know we're all big fans of this place. Yes. It's close to all of our homes. We love the vibe on this patio. The weather's about to start getting nice. So we won't oh. have to wear jackets, maybe. But um, it's still nice, even in the cold weather. They're kind enough to let us use this space whenever we need. Uh, but we're here this week for a more specific reason. Barstool Sports' Dave Portnoy, presumably in town for that big super football game that was just yeah. here. Was that what that was? Yeah, remember that? Football. Uh, he recently did One Bite Pizza reviews on four local spots. Dom DeMarco's was one of them. They received the highest rating of those four. So we're going to speak with the owner, Albert Scaliat, about that in the center of our show. We're also going to hear from reps of a few of the other places that Portnoy, Mr. Portnoy visited. And our friend Vincent Rotolo of Good Pie is here hanging out in the background. He'll be coming over to talk pizza during that segment as well. And I believe he has some news or maybe some gossip on the upcoming Pizza Expo. That's right. And some timing and things about parties. Party, party, party <laughs> report, I hope. Because I like to go for the parties. Yeah. Before we get to any of that, we'd like to tell you a bit about how we've been eating recently. Don't think of these as formal reviews. They're more like short little glimpses into the way that we eat, where we eat. And we hope they're going to offer you some guidance next time you're looking for a place to dine. Gemini, want to kick it off? Sure. Yeah, mine's super simple. So last week after we recorded at the Golden Tiki, it was Valentine's Day. So John and I just made it easy. We stayed there at the Golden Tiki, <clears throat> ate some of the food that, that we had had there, had a, more, had a few more cocktails, um, and then just enjoyed the rest of the evening at home. It was perfect. Um, and then after traveling for the weekend, we came home Monday. And then last night, Tuesday, because we're recording today on a Wednesday, um, our supper club group went out for a sort of last supper at the Esther's OG dining room before they start moving everything over. Move it all next door or yeah. down the street. Yeah, around yeah. the corner. Just around the corner. Yeah, just for those who may <sighs> not be aware, Esther's Kitchen, of course, one of the most popular restaurants in Las Vegas off Strip, um, the anchor of the Arts yeah. District, and they're moving to a bigger space. So all you people who give them shitty reviews yeah. on Yelp, 
Nope, because you can't get in, which actually <laughs> yeah. happens. You dicks out I there. I know. But um, you're all going to be able to get in soon. So um, then go back. Yeah, they're going to have a much bigger bar stuff. space yeah. for people because I know people love sliding up to the bar. The king so. of California becomes the mayor of Main Street. Right. <laughs> so you went to the old cozy we did, space. We did. Still in the cozy space. And holy Hannah. I mean, I think between the 10 of us, we probably had everything on the menu and then some. <laughs> Um, we fawned over all of it, like you do, um, but I have to point out some new or updated dishes that really just blew me away. Uh, the two fish dishes were the Big Eye Tuna Crudo with citrus and the Branzino with cauliflower capers and really crispy skin. They were both delicious. First was fresh and light and herbaceous, and the second was savory and had a deep broth sauce that went with it, but it was still lighter than expected with no lack of flavor. The textures were perfect on both. I mean, just absolutely amazing. The Australian Wagyu Carpaccio was super tender, fresh and meaty, wonderful herbs, pickled mushrooms, and dots of this really sort of savory aioli. Um, I know he's been putting a lot of truffle and things like that into that stuff. I didn't double check if that was a truffled aioli. Um, I was practically fighting people for the ricotta nudi with truffle fondue, <laughs> roasted mushrooms, and umami breadcrumbs. I was already so full, but I wanted them all. And so as we're passing dishes around, I kind of took the last one that had two pieces in it and, and offered to, uh, you know, stab anybody with my fork and tried to get in the way. I had a great this week as well. So we're all right? getting in the nudie I love this it. Week. I love it. Let's go nudie. <laughs> and, uh, you know, oh It doesn't my- <laughs> take much to get me to go nudie. <laughs> oh. Although apparently I scare people at your parties from getting nude. I was just going to say, yeah, we that, encourage people to get nude we, and still. But yet when I show up, people start putting their clothes right back on i don't know i think they're worried they're gonna get reported on um (laughs) the agnolotti was gorgeous um i mean we've had him make agnolotti for us at one of the meet the chef events with neon feast of course um this was made with gorgonzola pistachios brown butter sauce that was super rich pears and chicory uh herbs brought it brought it really bright and kind of herbaceous and I can just live on that. I was just I was so full, but those two things, the nudie and that agnolotti, I just couldn't stop eating. We also tried the pizza diavolo. It had a nice spice, a lovely dough slash crust cooked, I believe I heard this right, in the new ovens at the next door spot. Mm. So they're working on figuring out how to do that in those new ovens. We had more amazing pasta. Still piping hot when it got there, though, Still right? Still piping <laughs> hot. I mean, it was beautiful pizza. Um, not hot honey. <laughs> <laughs> no hot honey. I know we've talked about this. We're going to talk this. about that. Yeah, we'll yeah. be getting into that later. We've been talking behind we've the scenes talking about, about exactly. hot honey. <laughs> we'll, so I just we'll had to throw that, that out there. At, later in the show. Um, and, in fact, uh, we may be getting some pizza with hot honey. Ooh. I just talked to Albert Scalia about thing, that. I don't, so I'm not against it. It's just everywhere. It. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, you know, but we had all pretty much all the pastas. The pork chop was gorgeous. The bread is always my fave. You get all the things with it. And I said, Lots of anchovy butter, please, because I just put that stuff on everything. Um, but I, I always want to add, we made a, a fun prank or activity out of the evening. We invited Chef James over for a group photo with us. And just as we were getting ready to take the photo, our friend Eric Gladstone was there last night. Um, and so we all put on James Trees masks oh, before good. we took the photo. Ah, cool. <laughs> so, so hopefully I'll get those. Yeah. Yes, exactly. 
Um, but a great night out. Shout out to the Cooking with Gemini Supper Club. I mean, we just, everybody uh, nailed it with their choices, passed everything around. Great wine, great cocktails. And shout out to the staff because amazing service. They were packed to the gills last night. They had lines out the door and our 10-person table was still, I, we felt like we were the only ones there. Like, they have a special ability. Thank you for the warning on that photo. I'm going to avoid your Facebook uh, post <laughs> for a, a couple of days. He to- he did say when we did it that we were first his favorite table and now we were his most hated <laughs> table. <so. laughs> uh, Rich, man, where have you been eating, my friend? Uh, Please little... tell me it's not like KFC or something. Oh, no, I've got some things for you here <laughs> okay. to share. Uh, first, a little non-meal trip. I got a quick tour uh, Tuesday night as we record this the next day of Pine Hollow Winery. It's about seven wineries in the valley, and according to its owners, this is the only one in the city of Las Vegas. It's a very small place tucked in the back corner of a strip mall at West Charleston between Rainbow and Buffalo. Barbara and John DiVergillo. DiVergillo. I've screwed up. I, I practiced this all damn day. Barbara and John. Barbara and John <laughs> That's we needed. came here in 2019 after running a similar operation in western Pennsylvania. They make about 20 wines from fruit and grapes that they buy from all over the country. John is a self-taught vintner who really likes putting his own spin on fruit wines. He says, you know, you do the Merlots, you do the Malbecs. Yeah. People know what those are going to be, and you got to stay in the box. Sure. But I, nobody knows what a strawberry wine is, and I can just do whatever I want, and he does. Takes Orange, apple, pear, blackberry, strawberry. Uh place also has a 90-seat tasting room wow. serving snacks and sells what he calls wine accessories. You want a little witty thing to put on your wall about <laughs> wine? There it is. Uh, it is a small operation in the back. John does it all in five 25-gallon barrels. He had three going at the time I was there. Also bottling, corking, labeling are all back there, and they're all stacked up in the back. I did a short interview with Barbara, but I'll save that for another time. Or maybe we could all go do the podcast that over like there fun. in the tasting room and taste some of these things. Call them up. Pine Hollow Winery on West Charleston, just past Rainbow, on the right as you're driving west. Not very far from where we are right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, meals. I tried... Twice to get to Whataburger. First Sunday afternoon, figure everybody's uh, going away, but then there's the I 5 shutdown, so getting into the strip I-15 was not shut fun. Down, but yes. Yeah, f- 15. Sorry, 15. <laughs> I'm already thinking. Uh, oh, good. No, because it was a mess, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I, 15. What, what a great idea, right? Like you shut down the 15 for well, you a, couple, do it. a couple of miles, and like you, you think about all the people who don't stop in Vegas. Because yeah. we think about it, uh, 15 yeah. as being our commuter road, right? Yeah. It's the like, road. It's, yeah, the, it's the only road. the road. If it's, you're going from Salt Lake City to L.A., you yeah. drive through that. And yeah. imagine if everybody on an interstate has to get off and take either Dean Martin Drive or Las yeah. Vegas God. Boulevard for two miles. But the entire strip was yeah. a fucking disaster. <laughs> but it was after the Super Bowl and all that, and it has to be done. I mean, they've yeah. got to do that one way or the other. And closing the whole thing means they can do it in a weekend, not like eight or nine weekends if they still had to accommodate But it's still traffic. a fucking disaster, it's still a disaster. as you encountered right. going down there. That's all I'm saying. It made I, it rough for people, Sunday right? afternoon, Whataburger, there's 50 people in line. I said, no, nah, I don't think so. They probably got out of their cars, which they parked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just jumped out, man. I, uh, you know, and then I went back Monday afternoon thinking everybody's gone home. No, there's like 60 people in line. Yeah, they so seem I'm to still... be crushing it at yeah, Whataburger. Yeah, they do. I've, you know, I, I don't get yeah. excited every time a new... You know, a, a famous burger chain from another yeah. part of the country yeah. from Vegas. Not my thing, but man, they're crushing it at yeah, Waterbury. They, they really are. Somebody tells me they went over there. It was a massive line. Yeah. So, so Sunday, I, I decided to, to, to. My consolation prize was driving out the back way and over to Durango. Yeah. Try to find something new. 
everything was busy there, and there are 10, 15 people in the line yeah. for every spot in there. I wanted to try another sandwich at the Uncle Polly's or the burger or something Talking like about that. the Durango Resort. Durango the, the Resort, yeah. Resort, yes. The only place that I got right in, you wore me sushi. Looked a little forlorn. There were only about seven or eight of us yeah. in there right up at the bar. They got, got great service. Got a great California roll and a great avocado roll. You know, you sometimes go. they, you know, California rolls, they sort of short on the avocado. They really do. Not this one. That's why I got the avocado roll <laughs> on the side. <laughs> no, it was this huge amount of avocado. So I'm avocadoed for a week. Yeah. I think those two rolls. This You Are, my su- you are Me Sushi is more roll focused. The yeah. one in Durango Casino is more focused on mm-hmm. rolls than the one in downtown Las yeah. Vegas in the Arts District. You can yeah. get some security. It's fine. You can, but, yeah. but they seem to be more. I, I, yeah. I like the one in the Arts District a little better. I'll be yeah. completely honest. Yeah, yeah I think between the specials and the creativity with some of the nigiri and, yeah. and stuff like that I and think. and you know it's going to be a little more expensive there because they get you know they got to pay the rent there at Durango yeah. no doubt I have now crossed into the old guy zone and have become my father when it comes to <laughs> breakfast you know the last few years I've always going on about bacon and eggs and all that stuff mm-hmm. and I was at uh, the cracked egg which is in this very complex we're in oh, it's yeah. the, right up there at Wallapai and yep. Charleston past the Smiths and I just I didn't want a full breakfast the three egg omelets look like too much uh and there on the other side of the menu, named just for me, the Sun City <laughs> Special. One egg, two sausages, one pancake. Get the egg scrambled, get the sausage links, a perfect amount of Sunday morning food. There you go. And it was very good. Yay. My desire to lighten the breakfast load then was reinforced this morning when I had time to kill on the east side, and I ended up at Blueberry Hill. Did you be- find your thrill? Um, <laughs> I found my cholesterol, I'll tell you that. They have Four egg omelets. The oh my egg and, God. and they're big eggs, and I want no. I, that's just too much. I didn't have anybody to share. I it with. love eggs, but come on. You can share that with two people. <laughs> so I had a nice little sausage and two eggs over medium toast. Hash browns, good freezer hash browns. By the way, just a, too much food, but I ate it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. Finally, I got back to Marche Bacchus for steak frites. Emphasis on the frites, you know. Yeah. Same ones I had before. That yes, I mistakenly thought. Might have been extruded fries. They are not. I'm here to stand correct. Yeah, we do our mea culpas on this yeah, show. We do. Even though I remain seated. Oh, yeah. I remain seated, but I do metaphorically stand corrected. Uh, they are coated with a light dusting of what I assume is sort of a panko, making them extra crispy. Nice, especially with the flat iron steak and the shallot red wine sauce. I got a little ketchup. I had about three or four in ketchup, and I said, no, I don't need the ketchup. I just Ooh. had nice, salty fries. Uh, yeah, so I got the uh, also got the dinner sized entree. I got onion soup to start. I had a glass of French Malbec. It was like the cheapest wine on the thing, eleven dollars a glass, and okay. it was a good, non challenging lunch wine. Okay, shall we put okay. it that way? Uh, but that uh, that made it a lunch for eighty five bucks, <laughs> and uh, excellent stuff all around. Good value and all that. But I try not to make a habit of. $85 lunches, but I took I mean, one. Yeah, but I don't usually eat a flat iron steak and shallot and red yeah. wine sauce for lunch. You know, yeah, so. but I you know, I had to take one for the team, yeah. so there you go. Uh, well, thank you. That was, that was great of you. I do yeah. appreciate that. Um, so I guess that brings us to little old me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I believe we recorded um, our last episode on Valentine's Day. Yeah. I don't think we spoke much about it because I believe we're all pros and we know better than to visit a restaurant. <laughs> you don't go out on Valentine's Day. You don't go out on Mother's Day. No. Um, but it turns out Sue was itching to get out of the house that night. So we went over to the Bel Air Lounge in the Durango Resort yes. for a beverage. 
I really love that bar. We yeah. recorded a podcast in there. Uh, it's probably my favorite bar in the resort, although I also like the lounge and the steakhouse. Uh, but we love Bel Air, and we had a great time. On the way out, I did something a little different. Really? You both know that it is so hard for me to leave the Durango Resort without getting a cookie or a Rice Krispie <laughs> treat from Summer House. Yeah. Summer House baked goods are the shit, man. And I go there every time I'm on my way. That's why I'm fat. And I mean, it's one of many reasons why I'm fat. And... Um, you know, that's that's just my thing. I'm in Durango, got to go to Summer House. This time I was like, no, man, I'm going to get some sweets to take home from Vesta Coffee. Okay. So I stopped there. They have two locations, one in the food court, one in the hotel they lobby. pretty fantastic. Went to the hotel lobby, and we got their pear and gorgonzola um, tart to take home, Ooh. which is flaky as hell, moist, great classic flavor combination, beautiful, loved that. Also had a slice of olive oil cake. Yum. With, I believe, a mandarin orange icing. And really fucking excellent. Yes. So my message is simple. Don't ever leave Durango without some sweets to take home. <laughs> Just too many good fucking options. Yeah. I also had a nice meal with my friend Gary the Mort of Honest Hospitality yeah. over at Double Zero Pie and Pub. I was there to interview Michael Vacneen about his Leap Day offerings, and you'll hear about those in the news section. But we had a couple of great pizzas. One was their short rib a la Arancia. Which Gemini has raved about on yes. the show before. I second her endorsement. Smoked <laughs> cheese, orange chimichurri, chives, mandarin crisps, tangerine oil, parmesan, pistachio, a lot of crazy shit. So much more than meets the eye. Really, really good. Uh, we also had one of their excellent mushroom pizzas, which we've spoken about mm-hmm. here before. But the dish that really blew me away was the carpaccio. Yes. Topped with enoki <laughs> mushrooms. I believe it was a yuzu koshu aioli, yep. so the citrus with the spice, and um, croutons that were made from nori-infused yes. focaccia yes. fried up in butter, okay? <laughs> this is the croutons that they sprinkle on the carpaccio. Uh-huh. Talk about attention to fucking detail. Holy shit. Amazing. Isn't it just insane? <laughs> so good. And um, my, Chef Vaknin is planning to show off some more of his chef chops at this place, going beyond the pizza on some select dishes. Apparently, his father was a chef. And mm-hmm. He has a great knowledge base. And I got to say, if this carpaccio is any indication, Double Zero may soon be known for a lot more than some of the best yes. pizza in Las Vegas. Then, rest of the week, what do we do? Spent a lot of time at both the Sundry and at Mandalay Bay this weekend. Sundry is basically now my office. I have multiple business <laughs> meetings there a week. Today is, we're, we're here at a Wednesday afternoon, and I've already had four business meetings at the Sundry oh my this God. week, right? So, <laughs> I love it. Um, I, um, you know, I've eaten my way through most of their menus. Uh, this time I was there to. Wait, where was it? I'm sorry, looking at my notes. So first time, <laughs> first time I was there, I went with my friend Jason Strange to talk about his pal Rick Nielsen's of Cheap Tricks new vodka line. So we'll talk about that in the future. Um, at that time, I stuck to an old favorite, Great Chicken Bon Me from yep. Happy Hoagie, which I like. But in the, uh, several of the other recent vi- also had this little um, Mizunara sushi one visit. Yep. But, and that was very good. Uh, but on uh, even the, the sloppy taco hand rolls that I don't like that they don't seal, you know, but um, I still do like Mizunara quite yep. a bit. Um but on my other recent visits, I tried their new pizza. Ooh. The new pizza menu is called Four Corners, and they are doing a Detroit-style pizza. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking at my notes here, and I think I got my notes all scribbled up and mixed up. So I'll just tell you off the top of my head. First day, they do it in four slices or eight slices. So yep. a full, pa- full sheet, half sheet, right? So first day, we got a full sheet, and I wanted to try the pepperoni. The guy I was with was actually from Detroit, so he was like, make half of it plain, and don't put any of the cheddar cheese in there. So we didn't get it exactly the way that they okay. would want it, right? Um, I'll tell you, the pepperoni, 
not the way that I want pepperoni on a pepperoni pizza. It's in there really? with some uh, some hot peppers that are in with it, oh, and like it. pepperoncinis and yeah. all that, and the kind of a big giant mountain of pepperoni salad that's sort of on the top of it, right? So a bit much for me. Second day I went back, just had the plain one, much much better. Um, I have to tell you, there are not a lot of Detroit pizzas in Las Vegas that I love. Um, I would say Red Dwarf is one that mm-hmm. comes to mind. But most of the time, you know, it's I don't know. It, it's okay. Vinny Rotolo does a good one when he does it. Yeah. Um, but this one, I would say, it's not destination Detroit pizza. You don't drive across town to get it. But yeah. for a food hall, food court pizza, it's very good. Okay. And I think of all the other food, horts, food courts and food halls in Las Vegas, none of them really have a destination pizza. I mean, unless you love Steve Aoki a lot or something right. like that, you know. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's good. It's good. And if you're there, as a guy like me who eats there that frequently, yeah. as frequently as I do, it's a nice extra option to okay. have on the menu over there. So I did want to let you know that they had it. I would just like it a little thicker. That's my main complaint. I, I like, I, I want it to almost be like hard to put in your mouth when you're putting Detroit yeah, pizza in, right? And this be. was just not quite as thick as I would have liked. Okay. So that would be my, I guess, I don't know if I want to say complaint, but my critique okay. of that one. Um, where else? Where, where the hell? I'm looking at my notes and I can't figure out where the hell I went. Um, okay, yeah. So the other place that I spent a lot of time at was Mandalay Bay. Because I um, did a lot of visits to T-Mobile Arena. And as I mentioned, the Strip is a fucking disaster yes. all weekend long, right? <laughs> so I had a um, I had a Golden Knights game. I had a uh, Tool concert. So both nights we went over to Mandalay Bay first. We took the tram up to T-Mobile yep. Arena. We were able to avoid that mess that was going on. Um, one night we went to Karama. Yep. That is the new Wolfgang Puck restaurant. It's in the old Lupo space. Yep. Um, I tried to get a reservation. Like I, I showed there, they open at five. I showed up about four thirty because I wanted to be over on the strip early yeah. with the traffic. And they're like, no. And I said, wow, that's a big fucking restaurant. Why won't you take a reservation? Then what I realized is they're brand new. They open right before the Super Bowl. Yeah. They are still working out things. So they're. They're taking limited number of people Got during it. these early days, right? And they said, look, you can come if there's a seat at the bar. Come on in. So I was happy to do that. Okay. Um, so we, I did get in there. We did sit at the bar. Um, but I get a few things that are worth mentioning. They have a salumi bar in the middle. That's not where we sat. Okay. But actually where they cut the salumi and make oh, the cheese. Nice. And it's a great little activation area where you could do chef demos. And I think it adds a lot of energy to the restaurant as a whole. So I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Even though I didn't sit I at it. I love the sound of that. We sat at the main bar. Um, a chef sent out some cheese and salumi for us, which were excellent. We did some very simple calamari, tender as hell, mildly seasoned. Did an ahi tartare. Um, the chef sent that one out as well. Really clean, mm. really simple, really ingredient-driven. Tartars can often get, you know, be bogged down by a recipe, a right? With a lot of yeah. spice and mustards and Worcestershire and things like that. Too many sauces. Yeah. Too many. Yeah. This was not. This was a very, very clean ahi tuna tartare. And then a um, an order of a casareche. Casareche, yeah. Bolognese. So the fresh pasta, beautiful mm. pasta. And they worked so well together in this beef bolognese because it, you know how that pasta kind of curls up from both yeah. ends, right? And it makes a nice little nooks and crannies Love to it. sop up that. So we loved it. They split the order for us without us asking because we were sharing it. Um, great, great uh, service. Um, weird people hanging out at the bar next to me, but I won't go into that. That's um, some strange guy who's very obsessed with whiskey that didn't seem to know what he was ordering, but oh, wanted God. to spend a lot of money. Um, it's a good guy to be, I guess. But uh, my next night, when we were going back for the Tool concert, we hit Orla. Um, I'd actually been in there previously yep. the night before. They did a mocktail for me, but then this night we came in for dinner. 
loving I'm loving Orla my wife who is like the most jaded person whenever I take her to a new fancy restaurant she's like yeah but it's not like you know it's not great not as good as Robichon or you know something like that right she's just you know she's very spoiled she loved it because it's very exciting and I had all dishes that I haven't had when I was there for the media dinner so I tried all new dishes Uh, the breads and dips with the pickled veggies they actually bring chili crunch to the table too which is turning into I think a new condiment that everybody has chili crunch um, but we did roasted pumpkin and lentil soup, which came with kale Ooh. and a pumpkin seed tahina. Um, we did the cheese nudo with or cheese nudie with lamb meatballs, excuse me, with some date chutneys and preserved lemons. That sounds amazing. Some toasted or- orzo with spiced duck that came with Greek cheese, fresh peas, and some peppers. We did a whole grilled bronzino, heavily yes. seasoned, but um. You know, really simple on the grill, steamed with wild greens and a lemon vinaigrette. We did some lemon potatoes. Overall, this was much heartier than what many people expect from Mediterranean. Okay. Food. It was wintry. It was yeah. warm. It was comforting. It was inviting. It was rich. Um, so a lot of, different than the other hot Mediterranean places, yeah. right? Like Hasselan is very different. That's an, that's an Israeli-themed yep. Mediterranean. Um, you know, LPM, which is sort of a French and Italian-themed yeah. Mediterranean, also very, very very light. This is was heartier, heavier, but I mean, I loved it. It's Egyptians meets Greek, and really fantastic. My second visit there, I totally love it. Sue loved it oh, on her I first can't visit wait to there. Get in there. So hopefully, we'll be going back soon. Yeah. Well, coming up in the news, Leap Day specials from Lev Group restaurants, which we'll tell you about. A local brewery is shutting its doors, and more. But first, One Bite Pizza Reviews went crazy in Las Vegas during Super Bowl week. We'll talk about where he visited, what he liked, and more. And maybe offer some previews of the upcoming Pizza Expo with Pizzaiolo Vinny Rotolo and Dom DeMarco's owner Albert Scaliat in just a minute. This is Food and Loving. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Here you are in Vegas. You're hungry and the choices are endless. But do you really want to trust the crowd? You can trust Neon Feast. Restaurant recommendations from real food pros sharing where they send friends and family. All that knowledge is just a download away on the Neon Feast app. You want the strip, off strip, downtown, great views, great value? Find smart, informed restaurant recommendations on the Neon Feast app and neonfeast.com. Okay, so if you make pizza in Las Vegas or you eat pizza in Las Vegas or you're just obsessed with pizza in Las Vegas, last week was a big week because Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports was in town doing his one-bite pizza reviews, (laughs) and he hit four local spots. I was excited that these are actually all spots that are on the Neon Feast list of top pizza places in Vegas. I don't know if he used us to find his spots, but I like to think, yeah, let's just assume he did. (laughs) He can call and tell me he didn't. At least I know he's listening. That's fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but look, I was really excited because this guy has a huge following, and I hope he's going to drive customers to these off-strip spots. Before we get into that and what he said and all this, I need to address at least the elephant in the room. I know Portnoy is a controversial figure. He's been accused of some messed up stuff, blah, blah, blah. Look, I don't have time to investigate every person that I talk about on this show to know if there's a problem. So I'm not endorsing him. I'm not condemning him. I'm not saying anything at all about the guy, except he's here talking pizza, and that's what I want to talk about and what he did with his one-bite pizza review. Which are kind of a cool thing. I mean, 
in a in a TikTok age where nobody sits around for anything in right. depth, they're I quick, guess they're they're, quick they're and, informal or yeah, informal, informative, like you're in and out in just a couple of minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, I mean, you're not going to get deep, and I don't know how deep his pizza knowledge is. He seems to be getting. You know, I've watched his old ones, and yeah. then I've watched his new ones, and it's one of those deals that if you report on anything long enough, you learn about it, Absolutely. right? And he knows more about it these days than than he seemed to in the early ones. But hey, look, good for him. Thank God he came into um to Las Vegas and did all this stuff. I appreciate that. Um, I did some research, first of all, into what is a good score for this guy. Uh, there's an online list of 1,049 places Woo. he's reviewed. He gave one place, Monty's Restaurant in Lynn, Massachusetts, a 10.0. So I guess that's his personal gold standard, okay. right? Um, and I think he's from the Boston area, so that makes sense, right? Um, nothing else comes close to that. The next highest are three places that got a 9.4, which include DeFara, the, um, of course, the inspiration for where we are right now, Dom DeMarco's that's original right. place in Brooklyn. So um, they were one of his highest rankings. Um, 57% got over a 7.0 but below a 9.5. Um, and then about a third of them scored about, yeah, so about a 7.5 or above. So that just gives you an idea of what this guy's okay. thing is. In the past, he's reviewed some local places. He gave Good Pie a 7.2. We got Vinny Rotolo just popped in. Yeah, so we're going to talk to him about that ranking at their original location, actually. Um, he gave Cugino's in Vegas a 7.7 four years ago. He did not like Pizza Rock. So right there, I question him. <laughs> um, he gave it a 6.9. And I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, that was a Neapolitan, a margarita Neapolitan. And um, it really felt like he thought Neapolitan was too fancy for old Vegas there. So, you know, I'm just trying to give you an idea of setting the <laughs> stage of what this what this dude has said in the past. Take it for what it's worth as far as background and personal preference. I think that's a great lead up. Yeah. With that, let's talk about his recent week in Vegas. So Sand Dollar Lounge was the first one he visited. He continually called it the Silver Dollar Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's cool. And he, kept getting corrected. Yeah. Um, he did call it a super cool spot. He mentioned, you know, you never know we're in vegas tried to get a jacket off jameson there um he said the place feels like you're in new orleans he um couldn't find it to to go there he loved the pool tables and the shuffleboard called it um i don't know the little what what else did he say i'm trying to find the other stuff that he said anyway he he loved the place he gave the restaurant itself an 8.9 for vibes right the sand dollar lounge yeah you gotta like him there but um, he took two bites of what he said were big time Neapolitan vibes, even though that's really not Neapolitan that they do over there. And he says that he starts his Neapolitan um, pizzas at a 6.8 to begin with. So I guess he's not a huge fan of Neapolitan to begin Apparently with. That's how not. I took there's that. A, there's a theme here. Yeah. And um, then he gave Sandauer's pizza a 6.5. But gave the vibes in the place an 8.9 and got the name wrong again, (laughs) but they did correct him. So here's what Anthony Jameson told me about that. Complete surprise. We were, I just happened to be there that day because our security cameras were screwed up. So I was literally on the speakerphone monitoring the monitor as the cameras were coming back online, talking to the company. And I noticed people at the back door and I was like, what the fuck is that? I was like, I think that's fucking Dave Portnoy. I told Chase who was sitting next to me, he's like, no fucking way. And he ran outside and looked. He's like, it is. So then I was like, I got to hang up. I got to go. I'll call you back. And I, we ran over there and he was at the window ordering. And I was like, oh, God. We had a we had a new cook uh, who's only been there a couple weeks. So I told him in Spanish, make sure it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just going to let him do it. Um and then I think the cook got freaked out and was stressing. So we were talking to Portnoy 
as he was walking around the bar and the pieces were taking a lot longer than they should because we have those turbo chefs that should be like five minutes you know mm-hmm. And I peek in there, and he's got three pizzas going. I was like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm just going to make the better one. I was like, oh, my God. So I went in there. I was like, I'm just going to do it myself, which I was trying to avoid. Because mm-hmm. Portnoy will bust your balls if he catches, like, the owner doing it. Right. Uh, so Metro makes our pizza dough, mm-hmm. and we get deliveries twice a week. The dough that we had was made on Friday. It was, like, one day past its prime. Mm-hmm. And when I went to pull the dough, it, like, stretched way too thin immediately and i was like fuck and then like we were already like i was like i don't want him to catch me in here doing it so i just free balled it and just like panicked and i knew as soon as it went out it was too thin and obviously it flocked like a fucking wet blanket i don't know though man i mean i think if it's you it seems like it flopped and i don't think he he, he did not trash you he seemed to love the rest i mean love the bar and the vibe and he seemed to be saying well this is a good pizza if you're already here right now i disagree i think it's a pizza worth traveling for that's why you know i love your pizza but his his review was not bad i don't think i think it would be enough to get people to come into sandauer yeah, I mean, I th- I thought it should have been lower, personally, <laughs> by the, the way it flopped. Uh, he was nice, but he did love the bar. And obviously, the score wasn't, like, a f- terrible, yeah. you know. But it was, How do you feel in retrospect? Are you glad you at least got the exposure? Are you still kicking yourself for not doing quite as well as you wanted to do? No, I love the, that we got the exposure, and I love that he came. But I wish we would have had a better product for him, but... Have you actually seen an increase in traffic because of this, or has your phone been blowing up? I mean, do you think that this is going to bring more people in to see what um, whether they agree with him? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Our phones are ringing immediately the next day. People trying to order pizzas on. I think they wanted to, us to tell them to fuck off the way we told him. <laughs> so they were started like people would call and we tell them no, you got to come in. They start laughing and it was like a gimmick, but. The bartender said a few people came in over the weekend and were like, we saw the review, we just want to check it out, we're here for Super Bowl, so that was pretty cool. nice, you know. Next up, next, I don't know if it was the next night or whatever, he went over to Manzu Italian Oven. Um, this one, he made a point to mention to us that it was brought to us by Body Armor. <laughs> he took the time to promote it. He immediately recognized what he called the Roma style. He loved the fact that they had instructions on reheating it, saying, um, quote, I like that. That means you take your, your shit serious. I think I'm going to like Manzu. He likes Roman-style pizza because people compare him to a gladiator. Oh, come on. (laughs) Takes a lot of balls to say that out loud, so God bless him (laughs) for that, man. And um, he said they were blabbing on about the crust being triple fermented, and it's really good, really soft. Gave it a 7.8, and at the time said it was his favorite in Vegas. So I asked Gio, Gio Morrow about that night. Well, I'm going to age myself by saying that I had no idea who this gentleman was. Okay. So I'm sitting at, in my office and I get a call from Chris, our beverage man, and he goes, Dave Portnoy is here. He sent me a text, actually. And I said, I, uh, who? I, I don't know. And, uh, and he says, dude, look him up. He's here. He's ordering a pizza. I'm like, okay. So I look him up and, of course, he's four million viewers on Instagram and combine all of them. He's got like 14 million viewers. It's pretty I was I was floored that I didn't know about the guy because I 
I, I usually pride myself on being up with the times. <laughs> so that's what had happened. It, it, I mean, it, 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 we, we didn't solicit it at all. I don't know how he found out about us. I don't know how he heard about us. But, man, what, what, a, what a surprise and what, what a great gift and a blessing. So were you happy? I mean, he seemed to really love your pizza. And then I think he eventually gave Dom DeMarco's one point higher, the one-tenth of a point higher than he did you. But he was talking about you at other stops, about how much he liked Manzu. Um, I, you know, he really seemed to appreciate it, right down to the packaging. So were you happy with his review? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, uh, he recognized uh, what we do, and it was uh, kind of him to, to recognize it. I I came to find out that he's he's pretty harsh at times so i'm grateful for that um you know and uh food is uh a subjective things in many ways and uh uh yes it's important that we got recognition from a personality at a national or even international level but you know what al i'm, I'm going to go back to the roots and sounding like an old man even though i'm not that old but the reality of it is is what's even more important to me is the guy that comes in through the door every week, twice a week, three times a week, and loves what we do. That person, to me, is much more important than the occasional celebrity blitzes because that person is what keeps us in business, feeds all of our kids, and feeds all of our you know, friends and family and you know, associates and so on and so forth. I agree with you. I don't think anyone should care what any critic, myself included in my days as a critic, thinks as much as they care what the public thinks. Um, however, it's all about putting asses in seats, right? We always want to drive people through the door. And hopefully somebody with a following like that can drive people through the door. I know it's been a short period of time, but you have you gotten anybody coming in yet that said they heard about it there? And that that's a very valid point. So I don't mean to uh, judge a, a, a gifted horse in the mouth here but here's here's um it's an absolute blessing and here's what i've noticed it hasn't been the incredible life altering uh event that many people thought it would be um my prediction is that it's going to be a very slow burn type of uh, scenario, because he's got this app that I, I didn't know about it until recently, uh, and he's got a very uh, uh, national audience. Mm -hmm. So they're gonna they're gonna come in when they come into town. Mm -hmm. So I believe that that is the greatest benefit to us is to get the name out there. We live in a very noisy world now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like there's noise everywhere, and to get the 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 plus in this is that. We got recognition, and so we put the name out there. Mm. So driving them back in, that's, that's, that's our job. I always say that the first sale is easy. Mm -hmm. It's the second and third sale that counts because they're the hardest, getting people to come back and winning them over. So hopefully we could do that. And that was Gio from Manzu. Who else? They went to Red Dwarf, was the next one that he hit yep. in order. Called it Red Dragon at first, <laughs> but caught himself quickly. Um, and the song is identified right in the right. SEO, you know, who I gives screw a shit, up a name right? Once Man, in I screw a while, up as long names as it gets on this there. show. <laughs> um, he called Red Dwarf another vibey place, um, like Hawaiian luau pizza place, heavy bar vibes, heavy get fucked up vibes. Can't oh, say yeah. I disagree with him there. I get it. 
Detroit style. Um, he care. He said for him, Detroit style. You know, he, this is a sports guy, of course. So to all, it compares it to offensive alignment. It is <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> then he said that this was kind of like weirdly. It's not super hot. It just came out of the oven, but gave it a seven point five. Light, not greasy, good sauce. Didn't get to talk to the Red Dwarf people, but I hope that they're having good results and they're seeing a lot of results from that. Then next up, Dom DeMarco is the place we're sitting right now, That's man. That's right. So, um, so Portnoy comes in here. He he says right off the bat, he's a fan of Defara. So he knew immediately. Um, he knows who Dom DeMarco is. He recognized the name. He got the beginning of the story in the early part of the video. Albert gave him the, our friend Albert Scaliet, who's sitting right here with us, always here when we're recording at Dom DeMarco's. Um, he got the beginning of the story. And then the pizza was dripping while he cocked, and he's like, great undercarriage. He finally took a bite. Um, he said, definitely had the vibes. A little thicker than I remember, he said, but definitely had the vibes. Took several more bites, so it wasn't really a one-bite pizza. Um, he gave it a 7.9. He said, just missed an 8.1. I actually missed it by 0.2, so I don't know why that was. <laughs> he just said, just missed an 8. That was weird, but I don't give a fuck. Sure. Um, but he said, it has the vibes of Brooklyn, and it's as good as we've had out here, meaning Vegas. I like it a little tighter, but still very good stuff. And then, Albert, you took him inside and you told him the story that you have told here on this podcast yeah. many times about convincing Dom DeMarco to come to Las Vegas and all of that. So I'm not going to ask you to retell that story. People can find it on, on um, Barstool Sports, on the One Bite Pizza reviews. But I guess, Albert, the same question that I've been asking the other pizza makers. What was it like for you to have him come in here? Did you know he was coming in and how did you become aware of it and how did it play out? All right, I had no idea he was coming in. In fact, I happened to walk in, and my manager was taking a pizza out of the warmer box. And he saw me, and he said to me, this guy ordered a pizza under the name of Cliff, but look, it's Portnoy. And he walked over, and he gave Portnoy the box. So when Portnoy went outside with his camera guy, went around his side, went outside too. And uh, he, he couldn't have been any nicer. He had a million questions for me uh, you know, it took, I don't want to get into that story, but it did take eight years to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I th- he couldn't have been any nicer. And I'll tell you what, the place just blew up. It's still blowing up. It's unbelievable. I had so many. What surprised me was all the women. They want to get their pictures with me. I didn't know he had that many women followers. Right. But, uh, <laughs> or maybe they just saw you maybe and wanted their picture with you, Albert. Oh, I don't think it was that. <laughs> but, uh, I'm voting for that. I uh, am too. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I couldn't have been happier that he came. So he um, he basically did. Um, I'm sorry. So he drove. He has driven customers. That's that's oh, yeah. that's always what I wonder. A lot of customers. A lot of believe me. It's it was a, next to Obama coming here. It's the second best thing that ever happened. Wow, not bad, man. Not bad. You got all the royalty coming. Yeah, in here. right. So, um, but you said what's funny is that he 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 said it was a little different than Brooklyn, right? He and, said he said it was a little thicker. So what I did was I called Dom DeMarco. Now, I'm talking Dom DeMarco Jr., but he's not a kid. He's in his 50s because uh, the, the father passed away about almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I said, Dominic, I said, how much, how many ounces are you using on your 18-inch pie? He told me. I said, well, we're using the same. I don't know why this guy <laughs> thought it was thicker. So I said, I want you to do me a favor, Dominic. I want you to come out here. He said, when do you want me? I said, I want you to come out on Sunday. I think it's the 24th and Monday the 25th. He's going to come the night before. He'll be here at Dom DeMarco's all day, all day Sunday, all day Monday. A lot of people come in here from Brooklyn. They know him if they want to come and see him. 
and we're gonna go make we're gonna make some pizzas together, and I'm gonna send some pictures to Portnoy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that you're getting good good response to it. That's really what what is always most concerning to me. And also joining us today because we've been talking a lot of pizza ourselves. Yeah. We have Vinny Rotolo from Good Pie. Like I said, Vinny, man. First of all, welcome. Thanks for coming out. Thanks today. for having me. I lo- I love coming to Dom DeMarco's any chance I can. This was my introduction to vegas pizza life right here in this in the, right in this room yeah i mean i think i met you originally on the strip but then down here is when we had our first in-depth conversation i think about yeah, pizza yeah. we That's talked amazing. for 30 seconds at flour and barley and then at their opening night and then we we had a real conversation here and i was impressed yeah yeah i mean i was impressed too and i've been <laughs> following your pizza ever since but likewise <laughs> So my question is, when um, now he came in, Portnoy came in to see you when you were at the original Good Pie location down in Pond Plaza. That's where I saw his video. He did. It was during Pizza Expo, March 2019. Um, I was in the Caputo booth making pizza, and uh, my, my phone started blowing up that he was at the restaurant. Um, and, you know, he, he did give us, I think, a 7.3 or a 7.2 on the round pie, but... He gave us a seven nine for the grandma, so let's just get that on the record. Okay, let's get that <laughs> on everyone, the record. Everyone should should know that. We're yeah. A, so in my eyes, we're a seven nine. Okay, <laughs> hell yeah, man. And how did that play out for you, man? Did, was it a big response? It was a huge response. The next day, we had uh, like thirty people waiting online before we opened the door. Uh, and that was a really small place, and I think um, business was uh, that March of nineteen was our best month, uh, you know, ever in that location. And um, business was up about 40%. And, you know, all the people That's came huge. out. huge. Yeah, huge. It was huge. It was a big impact. But, you know, I think the, I think the, the thing about Portnoy is he's, he's an icon now. He, he's reached a level of, of just superstardom, not just because of what he does and his financial success and his deal making and, you know, all around. But, but he's made a huge impact on the pizza industry. And guys like me can't help but be grateful for, for what he's done for, for many, many, many pizzerias. Yeah. I mean, and that's it, right, man? If you're drawing attention and you're, you're, you, you have to meet the customer on where they are, right? Yeah. You have to meet people because everybody eats. So everybody's a potential restaurant customer. You can't be, so you can't just, yeah. I speak to a certain type of customer. Gemini speaks to a certain type of customer. We all speak to our own, own type of person. And yeah. you've got to be able to reach out to everybody. You know, and I always say that about like, people talk about like Keith Lee or whatever. Yeah. And, and I'm like, hey man, he's reaching people where they are and he's getting them into restaurants. It, it and, is, it is. And it, it you know, it, it on the one hand, right, a guy like Portnoy, you're, you're feeling like, okay, is he really qualified to have, should he have that much power, right? But he does. Mm-hmm. And w- rather than question that or his credibility or his ability to judge a pizza, you're right. He has learned over the years, but ultimately he has a powerful impact in a positive way on a lot of places. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like I always used to think Oprah, what qualifies her to judge literature and have a book right. club, but right. who gives a shit? <laughs> she got people reading. Exactly. Right? But and did you guys hear about the Vegas scoring system? Because Portnoy's in a different mindset when he's in Vegas. You know, he's he does the Vegas things that people do. So it's really like everyone in Vegas gets a lower score because he might be like under other influences. Mm-hmm. And then so everyone here has a point higher. That's <laughs> okay. the Vegas rule. I don't know if you guys heard about I that. I didn't no. know about yeah. that, no. So, so Dom DeMarco's actually has an 8.9 <laughs> yeah. in real okay. scoring. I like right. that. Yeah, good pie does too. We're 8.9. Yeah. I like that. Because if we that's were awesome. in Brooklyn, that's what we would be. Yeah. Uh, nothing would change except the Vegas environment changes his ability to score higher. Right. He knows that. He's admitted that. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, just man. look at them, yeah. 
Oh, man. So, Vinny, the reason, the other reason, since we're talking a lot of pizza today. And oh, look I'm at glad, these pies coming. I'm sorry. Uh, we got, oh, yeah. I don't want to interrupt, but I see pizza coming out. Yeah, and we're going to do one that Albert's going to tell us about, and we'll have that. And also, we're going to do the same one that Portney, Portnoy ate, so that's cool. Um, but, Vinny, you called me the other day to, to do get, some conversations, get, get to have some menu. conversations about what's going on with um, with Pizza Expo this year. I know there's some changes in, in event timing for the parties around it. Is there anything you're ready to talk about now, officially? Yes, yeah, St. Patrick's Day is on Sunday the 17th, and so that, that throws a little bit of a change to the normal Pizza Expo scheduled programming. Um, you know, at Pizza Rock, Slice Out Hunger is having a huge event, but that event's on Monday the 18th. Also on Monday the 18th, uh, Mike's Hot Honey is doing the takeover of Good Pie. And then there's a big movement in the pizza world toward plant-based. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of pizzerias are going more plant-based option. And Numu is doing a big event at, at a dinner at Good Pie. Numu is the cheese company, right? Yeah, N-U-M-U. They're Numu. They're the best vegan cheese I've found. I, I, I've been using them since day one. In fact, I was bringing them out into Nevada when... No one in Nevada was selling that cheese. Um, as now was I know I, who they are because yours is the only vegan cheese pizza that I like. It, you know, it, it it's such a great quality cheese, but it's it's made by people who like. Like I don't just buy what someone makes. I kind of buy like why they make it and who they are. Absolutely, I'm, I'm buying the person behind the product, and and I think a lot of my customers it's the same. And so, you know, they they're so passionate. We connect with them on all the levels that you want to be connected to a food purveyor. Um, I'm on a first name basis with everyone I buy product from. Whoever's producing a product, if we sell it a good pie, I know them. I've sat with them. I've broken bread with them. We've exchanged ideas and values. And then now I know I'm, it, price doesn't matter. I'm buying from the right person. Cool. Um, and speaking of that, speaking of you liking to get to know your, your suppliers and introducing us to new stuff at Good Pie, I've got to ask you this, man. I'm watching the Super Bowl, and I see this ad for, I think, Domino's or Pizza Hut or something, and it's fucking hot honey pizza, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, this is totally, the hot honey craze has totally jumped the shark. Um, because... I remember when you started putting Mike's Hot Honey on pizza at Good Pie, and I'd never heard of it before. And yeah. it took this town by storm. I don't know. How many years ago was that? And, um, you know, what do you feel about the fact that it's gone so fucking mainstream now that they're advertising it on the Super Bowl? <laughs> well, Even though that was, wasn't Mike's, I don't think. I, I was doing Mike's Hot Honey on pizza in 2016 um, because I'm good friends with Paulie G. And Mike started in Paulie's restaurant in 2009. Uh, you know... I'm always going to be loyal to Mike's Hot Honey because we've known each other since the, like our companies launched almost at the same time and we've helped each other grow. When you have another brand and they're invested in your success and yours and theirs, like I put that neon sign up in my window of Good Pie and it's never coming down because I love that guy. I love Mike. But ultimately, like, yeah, knowing that the trend is, is going towards mainstream and, and the corporate chains are embracing it, like it doesn't feel awesome. But at the same time, I'm happy for the people behind that company, and they deserve that success, right? Yeah. So, and I'm, it's I'm, not very often that something new becomes a pizza regular, right? right? Like it's you know, like they're not inventing new anchovies every day, you know? Like, well, it's, yeah, ranch is the other thing that is oh, yeah. basically like it's it's more of a I, I think it's a regional thing where people in New York are now starting to eat ranch, and so what? Yeah, I know, right? Oh no. <laughs> Because the New York the New York pizzerias came out west and like we don't sell ranch and then you're like all right people really want ranch because mm-hmm. that was me right and then three years in I start selling it because 
like customers, it was getting dangerous. Sure. People would sneak their own ranch into the restaurant. Oh, God. And it was like a goddamn. <laughs> oh, God. One guy brought in the packet, you know, the the Hidden Valley, oh, like my little envelope. God. And started drizzling it on the pizza in front of me. So I'm like, how do I? So I'm just, I, I had to. Give the people what they want, Give them man. what they want, yeah. yeah. And then, but now that's going back to New York. <laughs> Places in New York are selling ranch on pizza now, so I don't know. Oh, God. So Albert, <laughs> Albert, so three things we've touched on. We've touched on. Hot honey, we've touched on vegan cheese, and we've touched on ranch. How many of them can you get here at Dom DeMarco's? Well, let me, I got a quick story about ranch. Okay. I moved here January 1st of 2000, Mm -hmm. and I ordered a pizza, and I went to pick it up. And when I went to pick it up, the lady said to me, do you want ranch? I said, no, honey, I didn't order a salad, I ordered a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) She says, yeah, I know, but do you want ranch? I said, do I need it? That was my ranch, my ranch story. Yeah, I love that. By the way, I'm eating the same pizza that Portnoy ate. Yeah, I'm about to take a bite. I'm going to give it higher than he gave it. I like uh, it. This is a I'm, damn good pizza. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I can't wait to have a bite. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you, you can bring another plate over for Rich. Sure. Thanks, Sue's offering to bring his pizza here. Thank you, mm. Sue. You're the best. Um, sorry, what's that? Uh, oh, yeah, Albert. So tell me about what the other pizza is that you, you wanted us yeah, to try. Yeah, okay. This is called the DB Sting. It seems to me like, I don't know if that, that's Vince, if he finds the same thing happening. A lot of people are going for spicy pizza now. Mm-hmm. So this pizza is made with a great Arabiata sauce, smoked mozzarella, pepperoni, calabrese salami, capicol, chili flakes, and Mike's Hot Honey. Yeah. Is, that this one? is that this one? Yeah. Can I have this piece? Yeah, you could have. I have to hear that. We got a whole pie here. I, no, I I'm am sorry, a pussy when I'm, it comes to heat, yo, so I don't think this is for me. Jim, you right try on. that. I will try it. Oh, my God. I'm and getting maybe it Maybe right I'll take here. a bite after you. Um, that's awesome. So, okay, so there's your thoughts on ranch. What about, do you? okay, so Hot Honey we've got on here, so we, yeah. you now embrace that. So the, the final question, I guess, for you, vegan cheese. Do you do it? Well, I'm going to tell you a little story. Vince may may have a different, uh, uh, differently things happening in his place. But four or five years ago, I bought a pizzeria. I went to see this guy, asked him how much he wants for the police. He said to me, just take over the lease. So I took over the lease, and I got talking to him, and he said, you know, I specialize in vegan pizza. I said, you do? I said, I sell about... You know, a couple thousands of pizza a week. I said, maybe I sell 20 vegan pizzas. So, you know, you're specialized. That's why you went out of business. Mm, yeah, but, exactly. Listen, uh, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I, got, I got nothing against vegan pizza. I don't know that much about it. I'm going to get very few requests for it here. Uh-huh. But like I said, Vince probably, you know, he has a different thing. He knows more about it. Well, he's got more of the hipster clientele down there in the yeah. arts district. You know, they're probably all half vegan anyway. Well, you know, listen, I... I agree with the natural like resistance to change the traditional thing because I I've known Albert for 12 years. He's he's someone I admire, I look up to. He's been a mentor to me. I've learned from him. So people don't understand behind the scenes in the Las Vegas pizza culture, we're like a family. Like we really care for one another. And you know, Albert's like a true father figure to me, but I couldn't like disagree with him more. Right? I I think like the world is changing around us. And then we have to, like, embrace that change. But what works for him and his restaurant, hey, I just walked in there. This place is packed. Yeah. Right. Everyone's happy. Yeah, exactly. And that's all that matters. What matters is you have happy customers. And no one that I've seen in hospitality in 30 years is as gifted as making people happy than Albert Scaliot. I've seen it. 
I've worked with him side by side, and hey, you're pretty fucking good yourself, man. Yeah, <laughs> but in yes. my own way. But he's a master of it. It's <laughs> unreal to watch him work a room. It's it's it's. I'm in awe every time I come in here because of him. He makes the place feel like you're in the right place. And awesome. That's, that's a good feeling, and I don't need vegan cheese to get that feeling. Okay. No, and and just to give you credit, like I mentioned briefly earlier, like your vegan pizza is one that I will go out of my way to eat. I've had a lot of vegan pizzas. I'm not usually a fan of of the vegan replacements for things because I am a carnivore. Um, but it still tastes good. It still tastes like pizza. I still feel like I'm biting into pizza where I've had so many other ones where the cheese is really dry or it doesn't melt or it doesn't do anything like that. You know, it takes time for co- for technology to catch up with sure. public appetites. Yeah. And if the appetite is for plant-based food, it is going to, you know, that, that's going to be driven by people originally who are hardcore vegans and who don't care if you, the taste suffers. But in the right. long run, in order for it to catch on mainstream, then they, the technology has to catch up. Yeah. And as somebody who's been going to Pizza Expo, not nearly as long as you gentlemen, but for, you know, yeah. 5, 10, 15 years, I don't know, I've been going for a long time. And who's been going to the fancy food show since it's been in Vegas? I see that vegan cheeses get better yeah. every year. They really do. Well, and we talked to somebody at the at the fancy food show about um, their vegan charcuterie and, and pizza toppings mm-hmm. and things like that. And before, yeah, we, I'm never going to do vegan pizza toppings. Before, vegan yeah, pepperoni, just but before, that's hard. Before I, I, I sat do down that. and did, that's fair. <laughs> and before I sat down and did the interview, and before I realized they were vegan and, and completely plant based, I just wanted to taste it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm charcuterie and cheese fan. And they were delicious. So, I mean, credit where it's due. When you can do it right, it's amazing. And it's hard to do right, though. It Let's is say it's that very it hard. It takes huge effort to do right. And every place that I'll mention that was, that was reviewed by Portnoy on this trip has yeah. one person behind the pizza who's connected to ownership that cares so much. And so if you are going to do vegan cheese, just do it right. Gluten-free, do it right. And then, Albert, you... you you were jumping in with something a yeah. second ago. Yeah, I wanted to talk to, about pineapple pizza for a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah that's that's, I knew he had something. Let's go with pineapple I knew he pizza. had to totally change the concept. <laughs> right? I love that. Hit me with it. All right. All right. In 1992, I opened a pizzeria in Tampa, Florida. My wife was my pizzaiola. She ran the back of the house. I ran the front of the house. It was perfect. We never had a problem. She refused to make pineapple pizza. And, I mean, and Dominic in Brooklyn, he refused to make it. <laughs> but we had so many people come in, and it took me like two years before I finally convinced her to make pineapple pizza. Well, now, here, we sell so many pineapple pizzas, <laughs> I can't believe it. Rich so, ordered one two weeks ago yeah, while we were here, we man. Some. Yeah, we had some. I thought it was really good. It was good. <laughs> I hadn't, haven't even tasted it till about a month ago. Really? Oh <laughs> and guess what? I really liked it. There you go, ah, man. Yes. Lesson learned. There you go. Yes. I couldn't believe it. It was really good. <laughs> Eat what you like, everybody. Okay, so this segment, we're about out of time, um, but everybody's had more than one bite of oh, this yeah, spicy thing. Give me your one bite review, Gemini. Oh, um, if I'm going to give it something out of a 10, I'm going to go with probably an 8. The crust is crispy. It's just spicy enough without blowing out your palate. The honey is not too much. Really great flavors. Really good texture. Rich, jump in. What do you think? I like it. Okay. <laughs> Vinny, what do you think about this Yo, spicy one? Listen, man, I, I don't know if you guys saw, but the oil that dripped out of that pizza, so good. I cupped it in my in the palm of my hand, and I literally dipped my crust in it yes, at the end. Yes, that's hey, what hey, I was hey. doing So when a pizza end. makes my hand a dipping cup, it's, it's got to be a 10. Another quick, real quick story. When I was working with Dom DeMarco, he oiled the pizza before he put it in the oven, 
Halfway through, he pulled it out, oiled it again, and then when the pizza was finished, he oiled it again. I'm a fan. So we fr- we started <laughs> doing that here when we first opened, and here all I got was this. People d- dabbing oh! it up with the napkins, yeah. <laughs> so I had to cut back on the oil. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a New York thing. Then I mean, yeah. you know, you drip, you're dripping it out. His paper the- cost <laughs> was through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, and thank- so was his oil cost, <laughs> right? Thank you guys for joining us for this segment. The pizza's delicious, uh, Albert. Um, Vinny, man, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming down here to chat with us about so good to what's see going you guys. on at Pizza Happy Expo. Happy to be here. And, this, and thank you guys for the pizza. It was delicious. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. My pleasure. The news is next. This is Food and Loathing. And as we keep munching on these pizza, man, it is time for the news. We have some sad news to start off this week. Um, Our friends at Astronomy Aleworks are closing the doors of their Henderson Booze District tap room. According to a social media post, they were denied loans intended for opening a second tap room and, quote, to navigate what's become of the post-COVID Las Vegas beer scene. And as a result, um, the post continues, we are ceasing operations. Last day of the tap room will be March 9th, although there may be a large district-wide party on the 16th of March. That's really sad, man. They've been over there for five and a half yeah. years. Matt Brady is such a great guy. Yeah. Super cool. Always a pleasure to interview. He clearly cares so much about the local beer scene. Uh, I'm sure he's going to land on his feet. I'm sure he's going to be making beer with people. But this is a stark reminder that if you claim to be a craft beer fan, or even if you don't, but you value homegrown businesses, you need to support local breweries. Yeah. Dan Cromer has rolled out a new seasonal sushi menu at Other Mama and added a 1,000-square-foot bar and lounge area to the restaurant. This wow. is new space that he's added. This isn't that private dining room where we recorded this podcast in the past. This is a new space that he took over right next door. So as you walk in the door, you look to your right, there's this new bar area. Amazing. I posted, posted some pictures of it up on my yeah. social media. I also spoke to Dan about it. Our full bar program is going to be moving over there. Um, all of our menu stuff is available over there. Uh, the room can be used for standing room events um, and, and all kinds of different things. We just wanted to keep it really neutral and fun, a little bit extra seating for the weekends. And then where the bartenders were working before, now the sushi chefs have more space. So we're going to be kind of giving, stretching them out, adding some new things, and really trying to highlight what they're doing. So this way, everyone just has more room to showcase their departments. How large is this new bar area, and how many people does it see? It's about 12 seats at the bar and about 25 seats total at uh, the tables um, if, and we could host a party for about up to 50 people if we did a standing cocktail event cool. and is um, now you said it's kind of people should maybe feel a little more free to sort of walk in right without a reservation so are you reserving all of that for walk-ins uh, the counter over there for sure you know as you know like we're not like in a destination where people are going to come here and be like oh well just go next door if they're not there it's kind of like you know people make an effort here and if you don't feel like you're actually going to have a table, it's a, it's, a, it's a destination. And I want people to feel like if they're going to put the effort in that there's a good chance they could still just pop in. But there's so much stuff out there from everybody's restaurants of just weird. Like someone thinks that we're still reservation only and or, you, you know, you can't get in without a reservation. You know, all this stuff, you know, this is stigmas and stuff. So we're just trying to get the fresh information back out there and uh, destroying people. It's just a new way uh, for them to experience us. And if you don't feel like doing the big four course dinner and you just feel like coming by and having a beer and it's a little snack and leaving and just saying hello, you know, that's too. And 
don't know. It's just part of being in the neighborhood. I'm a single person. I eat all alone. I sit at a counter when I eat. I enjoy that. I like people to know my name. And we want to have that aspect and also still just the true, more formal style service on the regular part of other mama. Cool. Uh, what's new on the menu these days, man? Sushi, sushi, sushi. Um, so our whole backside now is a full sushi menu. We've doubled our a la carte options. Um, and not to have a bazillion different rolls. Now we just have more variety of fish and, and just some of the small filler stuff that people kind of expect from a sushi bar that we've always kind of been a little bit like oh we're doing our thing but you know now you know we want to have you know unagi and a few other things that uh just make people feel more comfortable for us to be their one-stop sushi place on the west side of town um and then the the kitchen stuff we've streamlined our now you can actually get full entrees so even if you don't feel like doing the mix and match thing you can pick your entree and it comes with rice a salad with a yuzu dressing and a little bit of cucumber salad so if you just want a plate of food and you're not trying to do the whole overly creative you know thing you can just come and do that now too we told you recently about the leap day specials all of the lev group restaurants are rolling out for thursday february 29th in case you need a reminder we're talking about a special pasta and wine pairing at ada's for 45 bucks crispy frog legs get it frog legs they leap al salito posto and um for 18 bucks an extra af mocktail or cocktail at fine company a um a burger and i think it's half a bottle of stag's leap get it leap year stag's leap at harlow for 45 bucks um special cocktail and a rabbit pizza because yeah. rabbits leap at, um, at the strega that one <laughs> Um, uh, let Dave Williams cocktail leap Dave Williams cocktail at the Golden Tiki. I don't even know what the fuck that means. And at Double Zero Pie and Pub, well, I'm just gonna let Chef Partner Michael Vacneen tell you about what they're offering. We're doing a really special cocktail that we don't serve on the regular because of this extra special day. It's gonna be an ube infused Roku Japanese gin, and we're gonna celebrate the very popular ube craze. So it's a beautiful purple color. It almost tastes like a mochi. It's super delicious and fun to drink. Oh, and this one, this literally just came in So uh, on my, my email as I was driving over here. So I don't have a lot about this, but um, I've been working with uh, some people at, at the Life Foundation. Actually, I haven't been working with them. Brian Howard's been working with them. Gary Lamort's been working with them. A lot of our friends are working with them. And they're doing something called the... I Am Love Program Fundraiser on March 12th, 6 p.m. at Makers and Finders. And look, what I've learned from Brian, we all know that there's a crisis in our restaurant community about mental health and um, yeah. stress management. We've lost a lot of people to, that we didn't need to lose. Yeah. Um, Brian Howard and Gary Lamore both been at the forefront in trying to help restaurant workers deal with the stresses of that. So they've join forces with these folks at the Life Foundation and they teach self-awareness, stress management, things like that. So this is this event on the 12th is going to be a networking opportunity. They're going to teach you about meditation. There's going to be a panel discussion with Brian and Gary and a bunch of other people, a lot of other people. I just I'm, I'm going through this really quickly yeah, because yeah. literally just a half hour ago this came in um, an hour ago, whatever music, live printing. So that's going to be happening. I'm excited to tell you more about it. We're going to do an interview with them as it gets closer, and hopefully I'll be recording some of that programming to share with you here. So oh, just make amazing. a note of that on March 12th. Also, to make a note of, Summer House launches a weekend brunch on March 2nd. Also, <clears throat> just from my 
I haven't even opened that email, but that's what's from the headline. Okay. So I'm going to leave you with those for now, and that's about oh, all I got news. That sounds wise. great. Well, then we're going to have to go to brunch, and you can introduce me to Summerhouse Suites because I haven't done that oh, yet. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you know, with all this talk about pizza today, and you know, getting some information on the Pizza Expo being only a few weeks away, um, you heard the the term "slice out hunger" and the um, outdoor event that they do on Monday, March 18th. That is a charity event. It is open to the public. It's a $45 ticket um, that goes to Slice Out Hunger uh, programs. You can get more information. You can buy tickets, and you can look at the list of pizzaiolos. It's all the tastings you can handle during a certain period of time. Go over to sliceouthunger.org so you don't miss that up. And as I keep eating more of this pizza, uh-huh. this is as Brooklyn as it fucking gets. It's so good. I know. Oh, golly, I keep picking that's... at it so you can't, like, before I talk so you can't hear me yeah. talking. You know, <laughs> we love all the things that have uh, been thrown yeah. our way in our three or four uh, visits here. But yeah. a cheese pizza is still the bedrock basic. Oh. That's my, you know, my bacon and eggs over medium. Yeah, thing. exactly. You show me you can do a cheese pizza. And then we can talk about it. Well, I lived yeah. in Brooklyn for nine years, and this is a fucking Brooklyn slice. <laughs> yeah. Love that. That is it for this week. Thanks to all our guests, Albert Scalia, Gio Moro, Anthony Jamison, and Vinny Rotolo. And, uh, oh, and Mike Vacneen. Let's not forget yeah. him. And on behalf of Al Mancini and Rich Johnson, my name is Gemini Stevens. Thank you for listening, and we are all reminding you to stay hungry. <laughs>